0: Hey guys, what's going on? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this weekend recap episode of the bullpen cart presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Finally doing this, getting the weekend recap podcast that I talked about at the end of 2019 going. Talked about the NFC and AFC championships as well as the PGA and LPGA events from this weekend talked about some updates the Astros cheating scandal as well as the Netflix reality show The Circle let me know what you guys think about this show and what you want to hear on future episodes and what you want to see going forward. But as always, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook. And enjoy this episode, guys. It was a lot of fun to record. And here we go. To this episode of the podcast. We're finally doing it. The what eventually will be Sunday night weekend recap, whatever you want to call it. Uh, finally getting it underway. Finally feeling a lot better from being sick. Uh, what a way to kick off 2020. Talked about it a little bit on the episode I dropped Thursday, but uh had, had some sort of flu sinusitis combination and, and finally getting over that. So I had to take a little bit of a hiatus. Came back Thursday with the first Fun V Tailgate since uh, Craig and me did the New Year's kickoff. And this is the first of the Sunday night shows that I was talking about. Um, Still coming up with a name for it. It's probably just going to be mostly me doing solo stuff. Talking about stuff that happened over the weekend. Mainly golf, but, you know, anything else too. And because it was Martin Luther King Day and got after it a little bit. Watching the AFC and NFC Championship games yesterday. Coming at you on a Monday. So... I'm excited to get this. Let me know what you guys think uh, in the show notes, leave a comment, all that good stuff. Uh, but normally we'll probably start off with golf for this, but with the championship Sunday, I got to talk about that first because we had two games that ended up being blowouts, but they were fun to watch and deservably the two best teams are going to the Super Bowl. We'll start with the AFC with the Kansas City Chiefs taking care of business against the Titans. And once again... The Chiefs came out to a slow start. The Titans end up going out to what would become a 17-7 lead. Uh, It was 10-0 at one point. Derrick Henry looks like he's completely unstoppable, like a bowling ball. And then all of a sudden, in the second quarter, the Chiefs defense clicks. They step up in the primetime moment of needing to come up with a big stop. They end up holding Derrick Henry, and Mahomes does what Patrick Mahomes does. He and Tyreek Hill get going and Mahomes ends up with not just the two touchdown passes, but they get the ball back with under two minutes to go and has this incredible scamper to the out to the left. And if you saw this run, he just looked like he was... It looked like a Madden play. I mean, it was incredible to see him run through it. He's bouncing off guys, some terrible tackling on the Tennessee end where their defense really started to fall apart. Um and Mahomes ends up getting at The Chiefs, once again, like with the Texans, the granted this time it wasn't as big of a hole. They get off to the slow start and end up taking the lead in a halftime, and they did not look back from there. And because of that, you kind of the writing was on the wall for the Titans, where they get they end up getting down 18 points, and Tannehill had to try to do his best to. To hold this thing off, um, and yeah, they, they got it a little closer, uh, but you, you really figured as soon as they got that second touchdown or the the first touchdown of the second of the second half, I should say, uh, where they go up t- they go up twenty eight seventeen, you figure that's probably going to do it, and then the sixty yard bomb to Sammy Watkins ends up really being the nail in the coffin. Uh, like I said, the Titans actually they made it a little closer, covered on my teaser, which was pretty sweet, but. Yeah, you know, Chiefs really took care of business. Andy Reid going to his second Super Bowl. Got to be happy for him as the Eagles' former coach. And seeing him get there, he's had a pretty good run in Kansas City, you know, since he got over there in 2013. I I think he's made the playoffs, if not every year, almost every year. And, you know, he had everything with Alex Smith. And now he has Patrick Mahomes, who's been incredible in the two years he's been there, the two-plus, because he had that, you know, Week 17 start at the end of two seasons ago, but never really could get it done in the playoffs. And, you know, obviously last year with the whole offsides, which started to really rear its ugly head in this game, where the Chiefs defense was jumping all over the place, they could not stop taking penalties, and you're wondering what the hell was going on, and, you know, they really redeemed themselves after last year, and the, you know, what could have been, where the Patriots end up going on to win the Super Bowl, but now, they're their first Super Bowl in 50 years, which is incredible for them. So, congratulations to Kansas City. Then, over to the NFC, the 49ers. This is the one that you figured was going to happen. Just completely manhandle the Green Bay Packers. And what you didn't figure was Mostert completely doing what we thought Derrick Henry could do 220 yards on the ground. He had a receipt, he had a couple receptions, four touchdowns. This guy, this is, again, it's like Madden, where you just can pull, you do half-back dive, half-back off-tackle, maybe a little counter-tray, and you just keep running it because they cannot stop it. And that's what Mostert did. Jimmy G had himself a decent day with throwing to guys like Debo Samuel, and he got, he got George Kittle eventually into it. I don't think he had a catch until the fourth quarter. But they completely took care of business. And the Packers, you know... I think this is what we all thought throughout the year, right? Where they'd been okay, their defense had been solid enough and then slowly but surely over as the year went on it got kind of worse and worse and worse and their offense had always been spotty to put it simply and and that's what we saw yesterday and, and obviously the big the big news was the Aaron Rodgers drops the the snap just jumps out of the way like it was a grenade. As the 49ers end up taking the ball, and you know, that, that's the one that a lot of people are gonna remember. But I think it's something where this was just two different teams. And I know the Packers ended up getting a bye. I said it going into the playoffs that I thought they were at least the third best team in the NFC. Obviously the Saints ended up losing in the first round, but you know, it was the game it was not the ideal NFC championship game, and you know, Good you know, good for them that they end up getting there. Uh, but the 49ers were just so much better and start to finish they looked great. And now we got ourselves a Super Bowl that's gonna be a lot of fun. And the Lions opened up. It opened up as a pick'em I and now Kansas City's a one and a half point favorite. The over, the over under rather, opened at fifty one and a half, and so much money's gone on it that it's now up to fifty-three and a half. If we get that, I mean it's for one, that's just degenerate Jordy has to take the over. You got to 53 and a half in a Super Bowl. You got to take it. You know, I mean, we had you know seventy three points a couple years ago. But we, you know, Greg, you know, you, you don't need to talk about that. But <laughs> but you have to take the, the big number. It's I think we're going to have this great game. You have Mahomes. You have Jimmy G. You have George Kittle. You have Travis Kelsey. It's just two different sides of the of this mirror that are going to be so much fun. You have all these different guys that are incredible names, great defenses, big names on there, Um, and I'm really excited for it. And we'll obviously cover it out a ton more. We were hoping to get Matty D back on for his triumphant 2020 debut this week, but uh, uh, it does not seem like we're going to get the timing out for me and him to be able to do it. We're both going to the Flyers game, the Flyers Penguins on Tuesday night, and then he it seems like he's a little busy for the rest of the week. Uh and then Thursday I'm actually recording a podcast with Jared, our good buddy Jared Barnes. So we'll come at you with that. It might end up being a 10 topics, 5 minutes type of situation because we want to talk the all the M- the NHL All-Star game and some other stuff too. So look out for that on Friday. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to have Jared on for the first time in a while. It's been a minute. Um, but yeah, I next week I think I'm gonna go out to Matty D's place do an in person podcast to wrap that, that up to preview the Super Bowl. So keep an eye out for that. You know, mash that subscribe button if you haven't already. But yeah, let me know what you guys thought of yesterday because I think uh, it ended up being a little less exciting than I w- would have hoped. You know, we you know we had both overs hit, which is awesome. But I thought the Titans would have held in a little closer. But really, you know, the magic just ran out and. You know, again, congrats to both teams. I'm very excited to watch this Super Bowl. I do not know who I'm taking yet. I really got to uh, do some research, but let me know what you guys think because it was a lot of fun to watch yesterday. But moving on, over to the golf because we did have some exciting golf that you may not have watched because the football was going on. I happened to see the LPGA Tour During the Chiefs game, and then it got flipped over uh, to a different channel eventually. But uh, we'll get into that in a second. We'll start with the the men and the the American Express. And it wasn't as dramatic on the last hole, but we did have some drama on Sunday with Andrew Landry end up taking the title at (laughs) 26-under. Um This is one of those tournaments where they end up playing a number of different courses throughout it. It has a third round cut because they play three different courses. Um, But what ends up happening, Landry has a six shot lead on the back nine and ends up, because he bogeys three holes in a row in the middle of the back nine, 13, 14, 15, ends up blowing the lead, ends up coming up in the clutch at the end of the day, birding 17 and 18 to take this thing. But it, it, but... Abraham Answer, young Mexican golfer, you might remember him from the President's Cup. He charged in with a 63 on Sunday. Scotty Scheffler, who had been up there all day, shoots a two under 70, which, you know, in some tournaments might do you a lot, but this or uh, 26 under is the winning number. You gotta have four rounds in the 60s. And he had been he'd been looking good 65, 64, 66. But just really came up short. He's a he's a nice, fun young golfer. Bud Cawley was up there in the mix. He had kind of a bad Saturday, so he lost it out there. Um, you got guys like Sam Burns, who always he always has these fun runs in the earlier tournaments. He has the last couple of years. He was in the top ten. Ryan Moore was up there. Like to see him there. He was he uh, also had kind of a you know, Sunday shooting a sixty nine. Uh, very nice, uh, yeah, and a number of different guys, Ricky Fowler was up there, he he had a really strong start to the week where he was leading this thing, then shoots two rounds in the 70s on the weekend, so he kind of fell out, Tony Finau, similar story, shot a 62 on Friday, he ended up going from 5th all the way to T14, uh, so big names all up there, T- Tony Finau is, for those that you probably recognize the name, but he can become, he's a top five machine. So, you know, if you're a daily fantasy player like I am for golf, uh, he's a guy you might want to take and take a look on that because he is a birdie machine. He really likes it. He came a little short there. Uh, Cameron Champ, who obviously won a couple of weeks ago, he was in the mix too. He um, ended up uh, being in the top twenty or T twenty one. Ended up having himself a nice weekend after uh, making the or I guess everybody made, you know, he made the cut because it was after three rounds. But still, it was a fun tournament, a lot of fun shots to be seen all over the place. But the real drama on the golf course this weekend came at the LPGA Tour with having it finish this after, or this morning rather at the Tournament of Champions down in Florida where a three-way playoff occurred yesterday afternoon between Gabby Lopez, Hasa Hakanota, think ha- Huckat- I'm mispronouncing your name. I apologize. And and N.B. Park, who you may remember, she wins pretty much. She wins a ton of majors. She got close a couple times, winning the Grand Slam. Inby Park on, uh, I believe it was after the fourth playoff hole, ends up bogeying. She does not stay in. And after five playoff holes, where darkness is impeding on this golf course, and they're using floodlights to try to keep thing to try to keep this thing going, they have to call it. And Lopez. And I'm just going to call her NASA. I'm not going to, try to pronounce her last name. Gabby and NASA come this morning and end up having to play not one but two more playoff holes. And they keep playing the 18th hole. this par three over water, and a lot of the, and it was crazy. though. par ended up being a lot of the number. Lopez kept going for it, and she had a couple nice up and downs to to extend this thing. NASA and NB they went short a couple times, chip up, get their par. Gabby Lopez ends up getting a birdie, so congratulations to her. It's her second LPGA title. Who and who is one of the only Mexican women to win an LPGA tour title? Uh, she won her last one last, uh, I guess, or fourteen months ago. So I guess in two thousand eighteen. Um, crazy how the golf calendar works that way, but you know, good for her. Where she ends up having. having it was the Tournament of Champions, similar to the one that a couple weeks back in Hawaii, where it's the same. that uh, It's only 26 lady golfers who won a tournament in the last two years. So that's how she ends up getting into this thing and ends up being the Champion of Champions, similar to uh, Survivor 40, which we talked about on the last show. Um, but yeah, those are the two golf events. that At the same time, though, as this Tournament of Champions, there was also a Celebrity Pro-Am, which was a modified Stableford John Smoltz is hanging in there. They had a bunch of both. It was a co-ed celebrity pro-am, so he had a number of different names out there. Uh, Smoltz, he ends up taking this thing by a few, uh, by a pretty large margin. For those that don't know what Stableford is, instead of going against par, you get points for various different types of scores. So a birdie might be worth three points. It's modified, so they change it to uh, get more scores involved to the points. A lot of the time, Stableford's I believe a regular stable fur, there's no points for bogey or worse. Sometimes with a modified stable fur, they might do it to handicap and and it's net bogey or better, you get points on all of those. And then if you're net double bogey or worse, you just pick up. They, you know, It helps keep rounds go. You might have it at a you know, breakfast tournament like my golf club has. So uh, it's fun, and it's fun to watch because you see high numbers, and it's fun to watch that sort of stuff happen. Um, but congratulations to John Smoltz, I guess, for winning that Pro-Am. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to try to, going forward, get a little more detail into the golf but because we have a bunch of things that I wanted to talk about from this weekend, uh, kept it a little shorter. I might try to get some audio in. Let me know what you guys think, because this is really going to be something that I'm excited to do. I'm excited to talk to you guys more about it, more storylines. Um, but yeah, it's really a work in progress. Obviously, this is the first one, but let me know. Um, you probably saw this, but the last bit of golf news I wanted to talk about was the Bryson DeChambeau trying to chirp Brooks Kepka. Where Bryson's been working out a ton. He chirps Brooks, who you know he's been you know Brooks. Brooks likes to post some thirst traps at times. He and his he and his smoking hot girlfriend, both uh, you know the, they can get it as uh, Donna Meagle would say on Parks and Rec. So Bryson DeShambo who's been working out, obviously he's the rocket scientist. He uh, chirps Brooks, saying he doesn't have a six pack, and Brooks Kepka comes back with the best retort. I'm just saying, yeah. All right. Well, I got four. I you know I'm too shy of a six pack, I guess. And just shows his four major championship trophies. Uh, Bryson obviously doesn't have, does not have one. The biggest tournament he's won is the Memorial uh, out of Jack's place. But yeah, you, before tough to tough look for Bryson, who already gets gets a pretty bad rap from a lot of the golf fandom. Uh, and trying to chirp a guy who's a big fan favorite in Brooks Kepka so I'm sure you saw this it was a it was a big Twitter you know, not big but you know some Twitter beef and yeah it was some good stuff I like to see you know it's fun that the golf personalities are really coming up probably the two two of the bigger ones that are that are some of the young guns on the tour um but yeah you know again let me know what you guys think what you want to see out of the golf content um, we're gonna move on I gotta give you guys an Astro's update because as soon as I finished recording on Thursday night, my takes were immediately freezing cold because I didn't even see, as I think it even happened before I recorded. But the Carlos Beltran's niece talking about the buzzers underneath Jose Altuve and a bunch of different guys' jerseys and all the fallout from this over the weekend and all these different fan bases that are going ape shit. Left and right at each other. Now that that we already talked about, that was that Beltron stepped down from the Mets position, um, and yeah, this is and, it, and this is turning out. Some people are saying that different that different managers had different had different methods back in the day, back in the eighties to steal signs, and it's incredible all this stuff coming out. I'm still in the in the boat of finding out. I'm not surprised to find out, you know, that we're finding different metho- you know methods to the madness of stealing signs. You know, further beyond players figuring out different trends when they're on second base or something like that. You know, um, if they figure out what a you know fastball versus curveball is, maybe they say the f- player's first name or last name. I know that's a pretty popular one. Or they give some you know they might t- may give some sort of sign to their third base coach. This next level of what the Astros did and what apparently other teams have been doing um, and how crazy it is. Uh, So as we find out more of this, I know MLB said they didn't find convicting evidence of buzzers. So we will see what happens. But go look up some of these videos that have come out of different stuff about buzzers the memes that have come out somebody found a little wrinkle in Big Al's jersey if you remember him from the Little League World Series he likes to hit dingers Uh, somebody found it there so insanity insanity out of the Astros cheating scandal I had to talk to you guys about that the last thing that I want to talk about uh, I did not mention it on the last show but it is the circle On Netflix, reality show, first real dive for Netflix into reality, and this show is absolutely incredible. What Netflix did, so this show is originally from the UK, I'll start here, and basically it's similar to a Survivor, a Big Brother, where it's, you know, it's everybody lives in a house all together, but the caveat is that they don't ever see each other face-to-face, they all use this app called The Circle. And what happens is that some players just play as themselves. They make a profile like on Instagram. But some people play as a catfish. One guy played as his girlfriend. And instead of being Seaburn, he was Rebecca. One, uh, one woman played as a different looking woman. She was a bit bigger and thought that because she was a bit bigger that people may not like her. So she changed it to a thinner person actually a couple people a couple women did that um and another actually a guy did it too one guy brings his mom he's from contra hawken and the whole cast tries to pronounce contra Hawkins as he says it in the group chat which is absolutely hysterical being from being from this area um and what ends up happening is they end up rating each other of who they like the best who they like the least the top two become influencers and they decide to the two of them decide one person to block, which is basically just voting someone out. And as it goes forward, more people end up entering, and they have different ways of getting to know people better, different forced games. It is absolutely hysterical. It's a great cast, these over-the-top personalities. Uh, I don't want to give any spoilers away if you want to go check it out, but what Netflix did and what was really interesting, and we've seen this now with... You know, The Mandalorian coming out on Disney Plus and it being released week after week. Some shows just getting the full binge dropping of all episodes at once. What Netflix did, it's 12 episodes, and they released them in four episode batches week after week. The first set got dropped on New Year's Day and so on and so forth. The last batch got dropped last week. Um, So you watch four episodes and then obviously leave it out on a cliffhanger. And it's actually a ton of fun. It was a really good way to consume this season of a reality show because I'm going back, I'm watching a lot of old seasons of Survivor leading up into season 40, talked about it last week, Winners at War. I want to rewatch some, there's some seasons I haven't gotten a chance to see and it's really easy to binge, obviously. But with The Circle and what it's done it's such a good job of is that for one, it's massively popular. It turned out that Chrissy Teigen's watching it, different people. People that I'm seeing that I haven't talked to in years on Facebook are talking about it and and it's a way to I mean, it's crazy how how popular the show actually is, you know, in the in the world of reality TV as as a whole right now. But the fact that they were able to do this of giving you the bingeable ability you know, the ability to, to binge and, and stream right away but not all at once it had me clamoring for more as soon as I finished episode four episode eight and now I'm clamoring for season two they've already announced it's coming back but it's so much fun if you have not checked this show out go check it out the circle on Netflix um yeah a lot of fun let me know what you think in the comments if you have watched it what you thought of it. Cause it is completely over the top and ridiculous. It's great to just throw on. Very campy at times. These people know exactly what they're doing and playing it up. A couple. No, nobody on the cast really unlikable. There's a couple that are kind of weird, but you know, that's you know, that's neither really here nor there. But I think that's gonna do it for this one, guys. A little shorter of an episode. Um, I think these. That's probably what these are gonna be. Again, let me know what you want to see out of the golf content, because I think I'll probably try to find some good some good audio, maybe like have a shot of the week type of thing, some segments in there. Um, but yeah, it's really a work in progress. Keep this though to 25 to 30 minutes, maybe go up to 45 minutes. Keep it a little shorter for you so you have something just to, you know, get yourself caught up on other things that you might've missed over the weekend. Um, I could talk about some hockey. I could talk about some basketball. The Sixers had a nice win today on Martin Luther King Day. Uh, Flyers with a huge win over the Kings on Saturday night, getting some business done. And then they're playing the Penguins tomorrow night. Jared and I will be there. Matty D will be there as well. So we'll check in with him, see how he's doing. But yeah, you know, let me know what you want me to hear. If you like this length, if you want me to try to extend it out to a full, you know, more 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, I think though, the half hour, keep it around golf and other stuff. That's where I'm going to start. But let me know what you want, and I will go from there. I appreciate you guys, as always. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the Bullpen Cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you consume your podcasts. We are probably there. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, Sports on Instagram and Facebook. And have a great week, everybody. We'll check in with you on Friday with Jared Barnes. Go Flyers. Go Sixers. And go Phillies, I guess.